Welcome to my channel. This is Mario Lord, also known as Real Estate Guru PK. On this channel, we talk about my real estate endeavors. We also have the top real estate producers and the top entrepreneurs in the country. Be sure to click the link below with Justin P with his Support Black Colleges marketing course. Also with Jason White's Crack the Code affiliate link, click that below as well. Also to support the channel, Weeble and One Finance, Chase Discover Robinhood and Public a stock trading app. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This is Real Estate Guru PK signing up. How y'all doing? We welcome to the episode. We got a special, special guest. It's my guy. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Most people know me at Chef Holmes, but uh Josh, you know what I'm saying? Most of my friends just call me Josh, bro. I've been uh, you know, just getting to it for the last couple of years. And uh, I'm happy to be on the podcast, man. Appreciate you. Um, you want to start off with, we usually ask our guests like about their story, like how they came up. Like just from childbirth? Yeah, it could be that. Like from from D.C. and all that. Yeah, well, really, Maryland. I always say uh, D.C. D.C. because Maryland people always associate with like Baltimore. But I'm closer to like D.C. side, PG County, you know, like Kevin Durant, people like that. But yeah, I grew up, I was both, I grew up like in athletics, you know what I'm saying? I played sports most of my life. Um, and that's pretty much like what built me, you know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, like throughout that process, I always like had a love for like cooking. I, always, I had a great family, you know what I'm saying? Like I was blessed, uh, two parent household, you know, older brother, younger sister, and pretty much, you know, growing up, you know, we were just always in the gym. Like I was the type of kid that was outside, you know, my whole neighborhood loved me cause I used to always come outside with the best oodles and noodles mm. on the block. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they called me the noodle king. Feel me? So, you, so, that, so you used to sell, you used to make them and sell them. Nah, but we used, used to all to go outside and hoop. I come outside with like a big cup of noodles because I know everybody gonna ask for something, so I'm not about to just you know say have. So I just break down when everybody will open their hand. I break down, you know, the noodles between Man, everybody. That's, that's but, um, it's different. <laughs> and then we we you know we get it on. You feel me? I uh, I played basketball and football for the most part growing up. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then you know like. Pretty much it. I ended up uh, going to college, you know, at Morehouse. But you know, I don't know if you want me to go that deep. No, you can keep keep going. Yeah. So like that, I ain't gonna lie. Like since I'm, you know, I'm still growing up, but uh, I'm 25 years old. I went to Morehouse College starting off. I think going to Atlanta is probably like one of the biggest like shifts that happened, you know, in my whole entire like good, good uh, or bad. Good. Like it, it shifted me for the better. Just I, everybody I ever seen like go to school in Atlanta University Center, the AUC Spelman Morehouse. And uh, Clark, I seen like in the first year, I always see like a drastic transformation. I don't care if you go from this type of nerd to that type of nerd or, you know what I'm saying? Like this type of person to that type of person. I always see like a drastic transformation. So like when I went there, like my network just expanded drastically. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the benefits of college, even though, you know, I'm a two, three, four time dropout. You feel me? But um, <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> I went there on a basketball scholarship. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. What, what um, position you played in basketball? I played like shooting guard, and even with that, like I faced a lot of like trials and tribulations. Like high school, I had two knee surgeries my sophomore year, so I missed that whole year. My senior year, I broke my pinky the day before my first game, so I had to play my whole entire senior year with a broke finger. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Or sit out the whole season. And I, um, at that point in time, I had a lot of Division One um interest from like George Mason, Mount Saint Marys had off, off offered me a scholarship, but um. I lost that scholarship because they thought I was class of 2016. I was class of 2015. And then, um, you know, basically my rival school, their uh, coach brought me and a uh, top player in on a package deal. And we both got to, you know, able to uh, go to Morehouse on a scholarship. But, you know, between my teammates, like my older teammates that took me in um, in Atlanta, um, some of them right now doing big things, owning, like, I don't know if you heard of the boiler in Atlanta, they, Hey, uh, I know Chad, he been all over the place. They made like $8 million their first year. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's seafood, right? Yeah, yeah they, seafood, they got like, yeah, the I think seafood I heard spot it, out there. Yeah. So like, you know, him and like, you know, some of my other people that I used to be around, like Young Gunners DJ, um, Thugs DJ. Um, and I seen all of them just come up like right before my eyes. And like a lot of the people in my immediate circle come up. So I always had like this. In, well, in, the, in Atlanta, I developed this like, self-concept that I was supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, successful, basically. So, like, during that time frame, like, that's when I, like, uh, I pretty much, you know, ended up dropping out of school, 
had some issues with the coach, dropped out of school. And at that point, like, went through like a little phase of depression, but I knew, you know, like it was something in me. Me and my roommate both dropped out. So we both in there lying to our parents <laughs> about being in school, you know, but we was both hustlers. You so know? we y'all dropped out, y'all had to leave the school or y'all stayed in the, in the dorms? Nah, so like, it was lit. Like, <laughs> nah, we, we stayed, we had a condo. We had a condo right outside campus. It was nice too. Okay. You feel me? And it was only 1200 a month, you know what I'm saying? So we was looking sweet, you know, we was having parties and everything, but, um, it was the first like entrepreneur I ever got introduced mm -hmm. to. I cannot remember his name. Um, he used to uh, like partner with everybody and sell courses. He was like the first person I ever seen selling courses. Um, a white dude. He used to wear glasses. I can't remember his name. But I started watching all his videos. Watching all his videos, I started learning about different lanes. I started watching podcasts, mm -hmm. learning about different businesses. Um, after I dropped out, we went to my roommate's hometown, Jalen. Shout out to him. Um, we went to his hometown in Portland. And... Um, we were just trying to get to it. We was meeting with real estate investors, um, just trying to figure out, like, how we could make some money. We was taking little day jobs, anything just to, like, you know, stay afloat. And then we was in a meeting with, with a realtor. My mom called me. She like, where your tiger, uh, tiger net password? She's trying to see my grades. <laughs> and then, you know, it, I've been I've been sending her off for, like, the last, like, two months telling her, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, you know, the grades ain't coming yet. So how old were you at this? You was, like, 18, 19? I was a sophomore, so yeah, probably 19. Damn. So um, then I told her, like, yeah, I just sent it to her. You know, I was in the meeting, and then she called me back. They just keep blowing up my phone, blowing up my phone. <laughs> Mind you, I I went to Portland for a month. Mm -hmm. I didn't even book my flight back. You feel me? By this time, um, I had booked my flight for the next day. So mm -hmm. now I'm going home to Maryland, you know, after living in Atlanta all this time, and I got all W's on my uh, <laughs> on my for my grades, withdrawal from every class. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, that, that was a tough conversation to go home to. But that's actually a big part of my story, too. And, you know, we could probably get into that as well. So what's your mama say? <laughs> what you say? Yeah, you know, she... What's your parents say? <laughs> I sat down, you know, I sat down on the couch. You know, uh, my dad, he just like shaking his head. Yeah. Luckily, I was on scholarship. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But Also, they, they didn't come out of pocket for anything. I think, you know what? Because I had a full ride, but they couldn't give me a full athletic. So I had... um. Mostly athletic, and then like a ten thousand of it was like academic. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So I, the first semester, I lost the academic. So they, I think they probably had a couple thousand in there. But um, yeah, it was a tough conversation. <laughs> so, you know, my mom, she was like, she was basically like, "You're not going back to Atlanta. You're going to school. This, that, and the third. I'm like. Honestly, in, the, in my head, I was thinking, like, how are you going to stop me from going back to Atlanta? In my head, I'm a grown man. I'm like, are you going to, like, what, I'm just going to get another apartment. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, can you stop me from going back? But then I decided, like, okay, you know, they was like, just go to Bowie State. I don't know if y'all heard of Bowie State. It's another mm -hmm. HBCU out there. And mm -hmm. um, yeah. at Bowie State, that's, um, I ended up going. I just ended up going. And, you know, I was excited. I was, you know, uh, at Morehouse, you know, it, it's the AUC, you know. Uh, from my perspective, I'm you know we think of I'm thinking of college like women, you know. I'm like, damn, now I got a whole nother because you know I already messed my name up on Spelman campus. Yeah, I like, they won't even follow me back on Instagram to this day. Half of them, I don't even know. Like, all right, it was whatever. Clark, you know, Clark still love me, but you know, I'm like, all right, I can go to Bowie State, and um, mm -hmm. I just remember walking on campus like I just had this same this one thought. I, was like, I already did it at Morehouse, I could do it again, and I remember looking at this building. I didn't know what it was at the time, and that would be one of the building that would like catapult me into like where I'm at right now. You know what I'm saying? But um, basically uh, when, when I got there, you know, the first semester, I didn't really know nobody. I got like a 3.7 GPA. You know what I'm saying? I was just focused in class. I had a couple girls in my classes I liked, so I was focused in studying. And then um, second semester, um, I ended up working for this restaurant and that's why I got my first mentor came to Houston for the first time um doing an event for Kevin Hart mm -hmm. and during that event you know what I'm saying like that's when you know my mind just started you know going crazy actually to take it back a couple steps the, the only reason I even um started in the cooking thing I just had a couple people that used to tell me like um you know I should take it serious like I used to always cook for girls like you know Cause I was broke, bro. I mean, you know, in college, most of us broke. I used to be like, come over to the crib, you know, bring the groceries, and I'll cook. Feel me? So that was my my little play, cause I couldn't take them on a date, you know. Smart, <laughs> smart man. So uh, basically, you know, everybody was like, bro, you should take this serious. Like you, you know, you got a little bit of a talent. So um, I hit up one of my teammates, 
Jay Wallace and his older brother, who's actually Kanye Kanye West chef now. Um, he was a celebrity chef, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, he was lit. So I hit him up and he pretty much told me to come out to Atlanta. And it's interesting. I seen some of your podcasts talked about the Greyhound. Oh, for real? I was again. I was broke. I didn't have no way to get to Atlanta. You know, I think I had sixty three dollars in my account. So I paid for, you know, a Greyhound, and it was the worst experience ever. Yeah, Greyhound, terrible, it was, man. Bro, it's, it's terrible. Are you talking about uh, Lamar, Lamarcus Newman? Yeah, I, I was watching yeah. a nonprofit because I want to yeah. start a nonprofit, so mm-hmm. I, I was interested in that one too. Okay, but I'm definitely I want to connect with y'all too. So if y'all see this, y'all can reach out. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um. Got on a Greyhound 18 hours. And this is just like a big thing, like sacrifice. You know, it's a big part of success when you look back at your story and the things you did to uh, get to where you were. You were still 19, like 1920, right? Yeah, 1920. So I hopped on that bus with $63 in my account. I remember people were stinking. You know, it was one lady, she was relapsing or like having withdrawal. I don't know what was going on. She was on the ground twitching, doing some crazy, I don't know what was going on, but... Like he said, we stopped in every single city, got off, get back on, take your bags off. The next stop, you stopping in every hood. They not taking you to the nice part of the city. You, you know what I'm saying? So, anyways, I get there. We do an event for um, uh, for a Falcons player, his uh daughter's birthday. You feel me? I do the event. It was lit, and then he ends up connecting me back with the owner, of Kitchen Cray, back in D.C. Um, Chef Jr. and that was Chef Willie Wallace. So JR pretty much, um, they was hosting an event called Henny and Waffles. I don't mm. know if you ever heard of it. They uh travel around a lot. Mm. But um with Henny and Waffles, like I got in there and you know, I didn't know what I was doing. But to make a long story short, the next day they uh they did this event on Sundays. They hosted this brunch at Ozio's and I pretty much uh went in there. Well, I wasn't supposed to at the end they they huddled up and they was like, you know, all right, Ozio team, six AM, we in there. So for me, I took that as my opportunity to show up at 6 a.m. So I get there at 6 a.m. They looking at me like, what you doing here? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm here to work. You feel me? So they put me on an internship. And um, from there, like, I just knew how to work my play. You know, I always seen myself in a certain position. So I wasn't really uh, caught, settling it. Caught with, up on, yeah. You know, with what being where I'm at. And that's one of the big things I noticed in my life I was thinking about earlier um, was, like, you could really skip steps in life. Like, you don't have to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went from, first of all, I graduated. The program was supposed to be eight weeks. I graduated on the fifth week to start getting paid. Then after that, he opened up his first restaurant. You know what I'm saying? And from there, I told him from the jump, like, I want to learn the business of this. I'm, You know, this is a, you know, they say it's nothing wrong with using it as a stepping stone. So from the start, he's taking me to Restaurant Depot, showing me how to shop, showing me mm-hmm. how to do all of these things. And then, like, my my uh, coworkers used to get mad at me because like we would go out of town like out here to Houston, like LA we cook for some like Michael Blackson and did stuff out there with them and just all over the you know country doing different stuff. But they ain't know I'm spending my whole check. I'm not getting paid to be here. You feel me? I was spending my whole check to get on this flight and come out here and sleep on the floor at a hotel. You know what I'm saying? And it just looked good on the ground. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I was learning the game. And then at that point, I'm in school. So like um, that's when I ended up. Uh, dropping out again over the summer and then ended up re- re-enrolling and then um but, but now I'm coming back to school with well I ended up quitting because I couldn't bro we was working seven days a week mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, look, yeah. bro, I just made something up JRF you like look I just made so I say look I can't do this no more I said I'm going back to school I didn't even want to go back to school I said I'm going back to school you feel me so then um end up going back to school and I just got a whole other mentality I just mm-hmm. went through all these experiences you know what I'm saying um and I was sitting in a dorm room. This dorm room is called BP. And it's like 300 students that live in this building. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in one of the dorm rooms. And they're like, bro, you should just start cooking in here. So I ended up pretty much uh, setting up shop in the dorm room. Is that the building you were talking about in the beginning? Yeah. So they changed your life? Right. That's a building. And I didn't even realize. I, when I was looking, I just remember that day, specifically mm-hmm. walking on campus like, damn, I'm about to take over whatever the case may be. Hmm. And then um, I remember like in a month span, well, it was really 23 days. I documented everything. Like that was my first time keeping books. So like within that, I was, I cooked three days a week and um, I literally had a whole system. Like I had two girls that would work for me and they pretty much wrote down everything I did. Like they wrote down all the recipes. They took orders on the phone. We had the the group chat with the whole building in it. I would post the menu in there. And then, um, 
I had my my homie. He luckily I didn't even have a car, bro. So he picking me up from school, taking me to class, taking me to the rest, uh, restaurant store. Boom, I'm paying him like two hundred a week. You know what I'm saying? And then um for, for driving you around, for driving me around and helping me. You know he would be oh, in the kitchen with me here, throw the gloves okay. on. You know what I'm saying? And the whole he just like That's helping real. me out. If I need to Man. go to the bank, you know what I'm saying? I'm walking. I'm leaving campus with. A thousand, fifteen hundred, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Just from the day. You know what I'm saying? So like at the end of that, it would ended up being like twenty three days. I made like almost thirteen thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? In that time frame. And that was my first time. I remember saying, like, bro, my business professors don't make thirteen thousand a month. Mm-mm. You feel me? And then at that point, like, I dropped out again. <laughs> you feel me? My parents is a little bit more in agreement with it this time. Because they first of all, they yeah, saw that bank account. It was, <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, I keep wasting like, their money. money. <laughs> yeah, so, they like, yeah, just leave, bro. Like, mm-hmm. and then you know, I was well traveling and everything. So from there, like, that's kind of like what started me, you know, trying to like get bookings and catering and finding my along my way and everything like that. And then um, if we could just fast forward to now, basically, you know, um, I, I had a little phase where I was heavily in, in network marketing. You know, uh, that phase was important. I, I was I had a lot of millionaire mentors during that time. A lot people making crazy money, like two hundred fifty thousand a month, hundred thousand a month. Like people that I went to school with, even like <laughs> the numbers is crazy. I don't even want to get into the numbers, but yeah, like people that I seen again, same school, grow with millionaires making some people up to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. You feel me? And I'm literally looking at this, and I'm just like. I'm supposed like God. You mm. must be trying to tell me something because like why everybody around me rich? Mm. Like I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like so instead of looking at it and hating on people, I'm looking at it from like I must be next. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, um, so that experience was good. But anyways, I ended up getting back. You know to what I uh, skilled at, and you know which is really just entrepreneurship, but focusing on you know that. Um, I went through a long phase of like depression again. You know what I'm saying? Like transition season let's just call it a transition season i think this is something that's common so we can make it make sense a lot of people in the podcast that watch probably go through transition seasons especially as an athlete transitioning out and different like that so another transition season where i'm leaving network marketing trying to figure out what i'm about to do do i feel like selling place i'm like i'm not selling place no more bro i'm past that you know what i'm saying i'm like all right catering i really don't want to do that so i'm like all right well um that at this point like i really start getting close to god again why you didn't want to do catering no more it's hard work, bro. And um, for me, like I just, I, I just, I just sat there and watched. I got a lot of stories I could tell. I'm gonna be quick, but like, no, you you take your time. Yeah. So like, oh, you got yeah. yeah. you got to think about story. it from this perspective, yeah. right? So like, I'll give you a, a quick story, right? Um, my networking marketing experience. Um, we're leaving Arizona, right? We traveled a lot in this company. Um, we're leaving Arizona to go pick up my mentor. His new McLaren, right? <laughs> Mind you, is this World Ventures? Nah, this is uh, I am Academy. It was a uh, trading company, a uh, forex trading company, okay. right? So, um, you know, and you know, mind you, these people are making a lot of money, and um, I'm talking about network marketing money. I'm not talking about investing money right now. Mm. That's a whole different thing. But um, you know, I'm I'm leaving. I'm driving. I'm we riding to, from Arizona to pick up his McLaren with his check that he made today. Which was sixty-seven thousand dollars. He makes sixty-seven thousand a week. You feel me? So we're gonna go pick up his new McLaren with the money he just made today. You know what I'm saying? I'm hopping in. So now, mind you, to go drive across the country from LA where he lives to Atlanta, mm. right? So we hop in the McLaren and the other car, the Audi, mm. and I'm driving the McLaren. I remember I go from one thirty to one eighty in like three seconds. So I'm having all these experience, you know. I, you know, none of it was mine, but you know, I'm, I, I know what it feel like to have the watches, the bust downs, the chains, and I kind of lost the desire for it, for it a little bit now. But you know, like I just seen it all. So to go in the kitchen and cook for six hours straight and make a thousand dollars, to me, it just didn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? And then I spent three, four hundred on it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm not trying to do that. Like that's a that seems so backwards to me now at this mm-hmm. point. Like I didn't see, and that money was on. You know, autopilot. You feel me when you talk about mm-hmm. the network marketing money? Like it's autopilot. Even me, I was making five thousand a month. You know what I'm saying on autopilot, twelve hundred every week. You feel me? Like so, <laughs> I'm going back. You know what I'm saying? So basically, uh, that's the reason why I didn't want to do the catering and mm-hmm. everything like that. But um, 
like I said, this time I started getting real close to God. And um, like it was weird, bro. Like I never really experienced nothing like this, but like I was I would listen to like T D Jakes and Mike Todd like every week. And then they would just be like talking to my life. Like, and I would just accept it as true. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, now I know it's like prophetic or whatever the case may be, but um, he starts saying, like, I'm gonna give you uh influence, like, you know. I'm gonna give uh you're about to have uh, unusual acceleration, like bamboo season is coming. For people that don't know about bamboo season, some people are probably about to experience this in their life right now. You know, when it comes to bamboo season, that just means that um, you know, a bamboo tree is underground for you five know, years. For five years. Yeah. And then once it sprouts above, it can grow like two or three inches a day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then become one of the tallest trees in the world. But it, it had to grow like the root system, make the connections and build the strong, the infrastructure in order to actually grow like that. So that's the process that I've been going through my whole life. Right. While I'm watching everybody else just going sprout up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm hearing these preachers and prophets or whatever you want to call them say these things. and I'm accepting them. I'm writing them down. I learned how to write my goals and all that stuff in network marketing. And then next thing you know, I get instruction finally from, you know, just having, I've, you know, I've been reading books. How, how do you hear from God? Like people talking, I heard from God say, mm -hmm. like, what? <laughs> how, does he, how does God talk to you? Mm -hmm. So like, I, I started to understand, like, you know, you know, we had a mind of Christ, like you could think certain thoughts and, you know, you realize like, this is how, you know, we're built. You feel me? You can think and these thoughts are you, you feel me? So, um, essentially, um, I had the idea, you know, I feel like God gave me the idea to like start posting reels on Instagram. Feel me? I started doing these recipes. Um, I came across Prince Donnell's course he did for a hot second on mm. um, TikTok. Mm. Feel me? I took the course, I focused up, and then um, I applied everything he said. I studied the algorithms and the, uh, the format that everybody else was using in my industry. And then next thing you know, Bamboo season, feel me? I went from like from December, no, let's say like November to January. I went from like 7,000 followers to like 25,000 followers. And then from then to now, 175,000 followers. You know what I'm saying? Through posting reels consistently. Now, during that time frame, when I hit like 10,000 followers, you know, me already having like a business mind. I knew I had to monetize it some type of way. You know what I'm saying? I had people ask me, oh, do you have a cookbook? Do you have a cookbook? Do you have a cookbook? One of my uh, TikTok videos, like I started a trend on, on like in the industry where like, you know, it was already something somebody did like with the chicken tenders. But after I did it, like I seen it blow up everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So like it was just these these chicken tenders, you know what I'm saying? I used the blueprint that I seen. And then next thing you know, the video hit like 7 million views. Mm -hmm. And I had everybody hit me up for a cookbook. And I was- You said this on, this on TikTok? This was TikTok and on Instagram. Instagram uh, I ended up starting posting on Instagram and that started blowing up. Mm -hmm. So mind you, in December, like I finally dropped this ebook and I just used Canva to do it. I did everything myself. Like, you know, I didn't pay nobody to do nothing. I didn't spend a dollar. You feel me? I dropped that, that ebook. And mind you, at the same time, I'm hearing, you're about to have a sweatless victory. You're about to have a sweatless victory. I don't really understand what that means. And then next thing you know, boom, I make $12,000 my first month sitting back, just watching my phone say, item so, item so, item so, item so, item so. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, you know, from there in January, like I was in heavy prayer and then I heard like, just like start writing. I just start writing stuff down, writing stuff down. Part of that was you're going to move to Houston. You know what I'm saying? And this, that, and the third is going to happen. Right. And mind you, I'm literally living in the, every single thing that I wrote down has came true. You know what I'm saying? At this point, that just got, it goes to show like the power of writing everything down. And, um, you know, like in that time frame. In February, like I started to, um, I came across somebody hit me up, and you know, I had a couple people asking me to like do food trucks and stuff like that. But mm. you know, again, like, you feel like <laughs> too you? much work. But mm -hmm. then it was this one truck, my man Vaughn Ross. He hit me up, my current business partner right now, and um, I seen the truck. First of all, the truck looked sweet. I'm like, damn, the logo, the branding was not was all right. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, the name. 
my my dad, he started his own business or whatever the case may be. At the time, it was called Holmes Legacy. That's our last name, Holmes. The name of the truck was Raw's Legacy, his last name. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, man, this is you talking to me, isn't it? I'm about to be on this truck sweating. Ain't <laughs> I said, all right, I'm going to get on the truck, man. So, I, you know, in February, we started the brand. Well, I started with the brand Legacy. I invested a couple, you know, some bread into the into the business. And then next thing you know, um, you know, we blow up. My my business partner, he... uh. His 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 network his his network and connections is crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like he used to be the road manager for Wale. So he, you know, during that time period, he gained a lot of a lot of connections, like with clubs and people and stuff like that. So uh basically, you know, we was everywhere. Like we was always booked, you know what I'm saying? And we was working in clubs and stuff like that. And again, in the back of my head, I'm like, God told me to go to Houston. So this can't be lasting that long. And mm. I'm slaving. I'm talking about I get up in the morning. Like this would be my weekend. On Thursday, I will wake up. You know what I'm saying? Go to the store, cook. Um, we would do from like four to seven. Cool. Friday, same thing. But then after seven, I would go home, go to sleep for like an hour, prep again, then uh go back out from one AM to four AM. Then I would have to stay up the whole night, prep again, go to the store as soon as oh, I would have to be waiting outside the store, go to the store, prep again and try to make it to the next location by eleven. So I didn't never go to sleep from Friday to Saturday. You feel mm. me? So I couldn't go to sleep that day. So I would stay up, and then um, I would uh pretty much crank out Saturday, and then Sunday I'm like, bro, we're not doing Sundays. Like I gotta go to sleep. So I go to sleep on Sunday, like all Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And then um, mind you, in the back of my head, I'm like, I got, I don't know how we gonna get to Houston. <laughs> we gotta get to Houston. Mm. So I call my, and it's, it gets crazy actually, even up to this point. Call my partner, um, my one of my partners from my network marketing company, and um. I tell him like, cause he live in Houston, you know what I'm saying? He got a nice penthouse out in Houston. I'm like, yeah, he got some money. And he hit me actually. Had, I was on the phone with him. He told me like, yeah, bro, how can we like, you know, work together and like, yeah. you know, make some money together. And then basically like he, um, you know, he he would, you know, he's a he's a playmaker. So mm-hmm. he found the opportunity for us to work at the Post. You know, I don't know if you know downtown the Post, the Post Market. Mm-hmm. So we uh ended up, you know, getting on under contract for a, a stall at the Post. Under um, Olive Vibes Bodega You know what I'm saying It's a spot out there a Caribbean spot You know everybody can check it out But Long story short man Like End up learning it. Uh, I think I've been there <laughs> I think I've been there Yeah I think so Yeah it's nice bro Like the mm-hmm. post market is nice bro yeah. I'm not gonna lie Like It's some big business I learned a lot bro It's billionaires that run a company mm-hmm. So like You know It's it's a whole different animal When you're dealing with people That, uh, that make that type of money um, But Man, so I learned a big lesson, you know, about partnerships. Mm. I have four partners. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I won't get into details, but basically, never again. Ended up <laughs> get. I'm not in out of vibes no more. You know what I'm saying? Ended up not working out. So now, mm-hmm. mind you, I moved out here, and right before this, I took a thirty thousand dollar loss in real estate. You know what I'm saying? So you just trying to flip a house? Nah, I was uh I was doing an international Airbnb. Mm-hmm. You know oh, what I'm for saying? Real? Yeah. So not in America. It was... Not in America. It was actually a good play, but um, the timing is important. You know what I'm saying? The timing and was important. And pandemic. Shut yeah, down. the pandemic got me. You know what I'm saying? So I took a thirty thousand dollar loss. I'm not in the best financial position, but I trust God, so I'm so, risking it. Mm-hmm. I'm literally I'm risking it. So this is like 2020, right? No, this is like last week. (laughs) (laughs) This is like (laughs) this is like two months ago. You feel Mm -hmm. me? Not literally like two. uh, Well, the I probably give it like yeah, like this is all er everything I'm saying since the food truck. Matter of fact, since the cookbook and up is this year. For real, all this happened and it ain't even (laughs) ain't even November yet. You feel me? Like so, and then I I still you know it's still more to it at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like. So, you know, mind you, like, this is all, like, last month, boom, the Island Vibes thing falls through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? I'm out here. I'm literally just sitting around. In the, in the, I, I, had the, I had an Airbnb out here, too. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I moved into that. You know, it's already mm-hmm. furnished, so I saved a lot of money. My roommate, you know, we, you know, just, uh, we out here working. It's nice, too, you know, so it's cool. It's right down the street. You feel me? Um, but, you know, all of that is going on. I'm, I'm sitting in the house, like, I... I ain't gonna lie. I'm not even sitting there to act like I ever was like nervous or worried. You feel me? Because I don't, 
stress is not really something that's like, mm-hmm. I don't really get stressed, you know, like I trust God's plan, you know what I'm saying? I know that at the end of the day, like it's going to work out. And I was hearing some things I won't say, but like I was hearing some things that kind of like made me not surprised that that happened. I, well, one of the things was I kept hearing like constantly or, and, and when I say hearing, I just mean it's just a thought in my head, but I know it's from God, like Island Vibes is not your provider. I kept hearing that the whole time, mm-hmm. like Island Vibes is not your provider. I'm like, okay, I know you my provider, so I'm not tripping. So then, um, you know, I just be in the crib. Like at this point, you know, I'm just like chilling, I'm, you know, enjoying myself. You know, I'm in mm-hmm. Houston, you know, I'm not really doing too much, but I'm just, you know, here. Um, so then, you know, my business partner hit me and he like, yeah, man, my homie want to push a tease. Man, I, I, he, he got a club out here mm-hmm. and, you know, he wants to work with him. So, you know, opportunity pop up and long story short we about to open up a club a restaurant and lounge like off what's it called westheimer mm-hmm. not too far from camp you know what i'm saying and this venue is huge it holds 2500 uh 2500 people you know what i'm saying and the vision mm-hmm. for it is crazy mm-hmm. and the people i'm partnered with is crazy you feel mm-hmm. me? Like, it's like some real big industry uh mm-hmm. people that's doing some crazy things in the music industry that i'm partnered with on this uh location and then like you know, like the, um, just like everything, even today, like connecting the dots, like, you know, I had a dream last night and I was at my, uh, my high school I'm mm-hmm. like, just chilling, like everything looked brand new. It's weird, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering like, cause now like I was, uh, I learned that, you know, sometimes your dreams can tell you stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm asking, I'm like, okay, so what does this dream mean? And I didn't get a direct answer, but I was on a lot of phone calls today. So, um, mm-hmm. one of my phone calls, well, as soon as I woke up, one of the people that was in my dream had texted me. Feel me? He was asking to come to Houston, but it's like crunch time. So I told him, like, you know, come for the grand opening. Um, and then through us talking, mm-hmm. he told me he has a hookah business. We looking for a hookah business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To like distribute. So boom, that's a person I went to high school with. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on the phone with my business partner, and we trying to like figure out like some creative design and like merchandise. And then boom, somebody from my high school pop up mm-hmm. in my head. And he's a, a beast with creative design and merchandise and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we just put together this crazy vision for like how we gonna roll everything out mm-hmm. for the grand opening. And like, yeah, we about to do it way different. Like, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to like the staff, mm-hmm. we about to have the staff looking sweet. Like something I never seen. Like mm-hmm. watch the way the chefs look, watch the way, you know what I'm saying? Y'all gonna mm-hmm. see it. But um, you know what I'm saying? Like I had the the realization, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that was a like the dream was like another, uh, you know, like a a pre, I don't even know what to call it, but like to show me that you about to bring people from your past, you know, and like bring them up with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In the situation that's mm-hmm. going on. So, you know, that's pretty much, you know, like like what's going on right now, you know, and that's that's where we at with it. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, no, I, would, I would just say that that's familiar when you said about bringing people from your past yeah. up with you, yeah. How your uh how your parents feeling about how, what you got going on right now? Man, to be honest with you, bro, like I never really been the type to talk to people a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I I rarely update people on my life. Um, so like I probably tell them now because everything's official. You know, I don't like to have people. I don't like taking people on a roller coaster of my life. So like you know, once I know something is solid, mm-hmm. then I like all right. This was going on, you mm-hmm. know. I don't like prematurely speak on stuff because, like, I learned, like, you know, now you got to tell them, oh, well, that's not happening. No yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we broke up. Or, like, you know, people be talking about their girlfriends yeah. <laughs> to their, yeah. like, you know, their relationship problems yeah. to their friends or to their, like, you know, parents. Mm-hmm. And then now your friends hate the person you love and you go back mm-hmm. to them and now you try to bring them around. They're like, why are you still with them? Mm-hmm. So, like, I never been the type to do stuff like that because I understand, like, you know, you painting a bad image mm-hmm. around, like, you know, what's going on with people and like business that you got going on. So yeah, uh, I'll probably update them soon. <laughs> Who do you, uh, uh, you don't have nobody you vent to? <sighs> Close my eyes, you feel me? <laughs> Great, <laughs> yeah. And I, look, it worked for me. I don't be like, like I said, I don't deal with stress. You know what I'm saying? Like I go through a lot just like everybody else does, mm-hmm. you know, but for me personally, like if I if I sit here and tell everybody about what's going on in my life, I feel worse because now you got stuff on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like as men, a, a lot of us do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, maybe you got a wife or you know a significant mm-hmm. other that you trust. 
that's mm-hmm. you know that's probably you know if I had a uh, if I was you know in a relationship that's probably like more so what I would lean towards but mm-hmm. other than that and even them they be crazy you don't want to be like you know telling my business partner just I don't know and the next thing you know they mm-hmm. why are you doing yeah. business you know so it's like you know, <laughs> I be careful <laughs> I'm trying to like you know hold in a lot of stuff but I don't hold it in I I just mm-hmm. I let it go I know everything gonna work out so like why, what are we talking about I feel that what's your favorite mm-hmm. thing to cook my favorite thing to cook Honestly, bro, anything that's paying me, I'm gonna be real, bro. If I'm not getting paid, I'm not cooking. <laughs> so you, you don't cook for yourself, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like, if I'm not making a video on Instagram, I I just had some oatmeal before I came here last night. I had some oodles and noodles, um, and then before that, I had a can of soup. <laughs> but now, nah, like you know, when I'm by myself, bro, I know how to you know. Chill, chill, you know, crunch it, but noodles, huh? yeah, like noodles. <laughs> eat the noodles. I might chef it up, might cut, make some chicken, and you know, <laughs> call it, it ramen. But other than that, you know, I probably rather go out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying to eat because I love to eat. My or the reason why I'm a why I started cooking is because I love to love eat. eat yeah. Like you know, growing up, I used to watch you know all cooking shows. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and that's what inspired me. Like um, like if I hit the lottery today, I would probably just go on YouTube travel the world and you know go to different countries mm-hmm. and make a show about like mm-hmm. eating i'll probably try to get in the kitchen mm-hmm. with the chefs and talk to them and interview them and like you know talk about like what inspired them and stuff like that while i eat their food like that would be mm-hmm. my dream job just to mm-hmm. you know fly around and eat pretty much your girl don't be trying to make you cook for her? like i said i don't got a girl right now <laughs> <laughs> trying to throw that in <laughs> actually uh um just got a relationship not too long ago um, but um, yeah, not nah, her. The last relationship I was in, um, we used to go out all the time. Oh, you know for what I'm saying? Real? She wanted to be outside. You feel me? The, her favorite meal we used to make was chili. Chili. So we used to <laughs> make chili all the time. Chili. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But you know, um, yeah, like we used to just be outside, bro. I like you know enjoying myself, especially. I'm learning now, like to be a little more smart with my money. But you know, mm-hmm. back then. If you got it, spend it. We might be this country, this, you know, I've been, I travel so much. I'm not used mm-hmm. to staying in the same city or being around, but usually I'm making money when I travel. But, you know, mm-hmm. after I stopped making money, I was still going and traveling and mm-hmm. spending money. So I'm learning now, like, you can't out, you can't out make your stupidity. I think uh, I heard, See you oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he said, that was about to say, like, you can't out earn that. your stupidity. You yeah. can't out earn your stupidity. Yeah, I just heard him say that. So, yeah. Yeah. Dave Ramsey said. Yeah, yeah. I, and it's crazy. I started Dave Ramsey's uh, financial literacy um, program. Mike Todd, mm-hmm. Mike Todd had, like, did a sermon and he had, it was on, like, finances, finances mm-hmm. and he, like, they had a free link for his whole financial literacy course. So I got it for free. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was cool. Like, you know, I started that and everything too so i mean like when it comes to entrepreneurship and business like i love business like i wouldn't really classify or like label myself as a chef you know what i'm saying like i'm really like I, i'm a lover i love business i love like mm-hmm. you know I, I honestly i was thinking like damn i should interview him while i'm on the show like i want to know about <laughs> real estate i'm trying to see like what type of businesses you got <laughs> yeah definitely like um I already hired an executive chef for for my business right now. Mm-hmm. I gave him a piece of the pot though, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I gave him some equity though because he he's a uh he he I met him when I came out here to do the Kevin Hart event and I feel like he deserved, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, to to be in a position of ownership. You know what I'm saying? So um of course, you know, we're gonna make sure he got a nice salary, but he's a GOAT. Uh, he's uh, one of the top chefs in Houston. He opened up thirteen, you know what I'm saying? Um yeah, he's a high level chef, and you know I feel like he, did, you know, we could build with him in the long run. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm trying to get out of the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Like, trying to get out of the kitchen, and I, I would love to manage it, sit, take a, a a back seat from the kitchen, so I could really focus on like, I'm you know skilled in the kitchen, but my real skill is like scaling business. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I want to see how I can really like run that play. Um, from this play, like now we got an alley oop for this uh, restaurant and lounge. You know what I'm saying? Now, I already know this is going to be one of the top clubs in Houston. Like, I, I would, you know, I don't want to, like, talk too much about because I don't know what I can speak on, but, like, the the artists that we got coming for the grand opening, like, mm-hmm. there's no way with our budget that we got for artists, there's no way that we're not going to be one of the top clubs in Houston. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even possible. You feel me? And then on top of that, um, 
like just who my business partners are. So, you know, um, can't like speak on who they are. You gave me. <laughs> I mean, I can. I guess I don't want to say too much. I just don't know what it is and what it ain't. You know what I'm saying? But we'll talk um, about it after we. we can yeah, we can on. talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can speak and on then it. you know, if I come back, then you know. Mm-hmm. So it should be like the second week of December. Oh yeah, yeah. We coming yeah, for show, definitely. man. So yeah, it's gonna be a movie though, like. And then it's gonna be a lot of movies. Like even my uh, the partner that I'm with, he he got a lot of clubs in um, in Virginia and stuff like that. And he was known in Virginia for like bringing artists mm-hmm. out weekly. He was the only spot in Virginia. Like, how you got these type of artists coming mm-hmm. every week? Sometimes twice in a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be that type of spot. And you know, just being in Houston, I seen like one Saturday. Um, mind you, you know the people I was with, they was like in nightlife. Mm-hmm. Me and um. We was looking for a spot to go on a Saturday night. And it was like, after a certain point, all the sections was gone. We couldn't even get, you know, we're not going nowhere without a section. Yeah. So it's like all the sections is gone at all the like top clubs. So that tells me right there, it's room for another club to open up. Mm-hmm. And it's still probably going to be sold out. You know what I'm saying? Because Houston is such a big city, like a big city with a small area where to go, like, you know, where it is that mm-hmm. people party at. Yeah. So if you got this huge city and this small area, Everything's gonna be packed. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of room for it. Shit, you can open up two clubs out here and there's still gonna be enough room for everybody mm-hmm. to eat. So yeah, it's just like concentrated. Yeah, like that West Hammer, Richmond. Right, yep. And we gonna all be, the way downtown yep. this way. Yeah, yeah. And, we right right on West Hammer. and then yeah. we not in the same like I don't even know what the area is. I just know mm-hmm. uh we're gonna be in Westheimer and like Gessner or something like that. So yeah, I, I know heard, I know exactly. It's like y'all, I, from what I heard, like. it's like a upper mm-hmm. like scale yeah. area. Mm-hmm. So like that's where you know, like during the day, we're gonna be a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Feel me? So like, we are gonna have like a mm-hmm. nice. Uh, oh, I know exactly menu. where y'all at. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know exactly. I know exactly where y'all. I know the, know the area and everything. I know exactly where yeah. y'all gonna be. It's at. a nice yeah. area over there. It's real nice. Yeah. My sister. Well, no, she don't stay over there anymore. But it, it's a. No, she stays off of. Um, no, it was um, it was Westheimer and uh, Fondren. Like the other side, cause right back there is the neighborhood they're talking about. Right, million dollar homes, everything oh, okay. back through there. So yeah, y'all know y'all know right there, bro. Yeah, I think hey, it's gonna yeah. be a nice situation for mm-hmm. us. It's a blessing though. Like it was always the plan, you know. I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like so, I always you know kept my composure throughout it. But yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to you know continue to connect with people like y'all and mm-hmm. you know just continue to go up. Yeah, you know? yeah. Actually, we probably will grab some food trucks because, mm-hmm. uh, like again, one of my business partners, he got a lot of um some spots. You know, a lot of spots, the clubs out here don't have like kitchens and stuff. So um, I just yeah, they don't have kitchens and stuff. So like that's the mm-hmm. spots we'll throw the food truck mm-hmm. out front, mm-hmm. and then you know, yeah, a whole lot and then of spots, even man. just even just for like branding purposes, mm-hmm. like just having a your logo driving around the city mm-hmm. is always a benefit. And you know, uh, we plan on opening up more spots, and we got. We got some big international plays that we're looking to do um, for this location. Mm-hmm. And then um, also, like, Miami. Some people that are interested in working mm-hmm. with Miami. We're going to take our time. You know, we're not going to try to scale too fast. But, um, you know, the vision is there. You know, mm-hmm. definitely there. Yeah. yeah, I hear it, man. You saying Miami international. Yeah, <laughs> y'all y'all ready. <laughs> y'all ready, man. Definitely ready, man. But um, I want to know about this real estate stuff. Like, I go like everyone every, interview you, man. You gotta go ahead, every, give everybody, them man. Everybody's give them Instagram, bro. Like, when I see somebody doing something, and this could be like uh, a possible gem for anybody that is uh anybody that's looking for like you know to figure out how to like you know mm-hmm. go up in their industry. Let's just say like you want to be in real estate or you know whatever industry, hairstylist, whatever the case may be. Um, you could always look at somebody's Instagram and click that link in their bio and see mm-hmm. how they make money. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I was looking at uh, the link in your bio and I see you got the whole infrastructure, you know what I'm saying? You got yeah. the courses for sale, you got, I do. you know what I'm saying? A lot of different, you know, things going for you. So like, you know, how long, what's the journey been like for you? Man, it's been hard. Uh, I mean, I started in 2015, 2016, no, 2014. I got my first mortgage in 2014. Um, I was working at Walmart and I got a mortgage on a property. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. And um, 
Well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's from the bottom, he now we here. <laughs> you know, the last guest, he was asking me a bunch of questions. I was like, hell no. It's about you, dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't like taking none of the shine from, from nah. my guests. Nah, I feel it. I was just interested. We could talk after the yeah, show. Yeah, we, we're going to change numbers. Yeah, for sure, whatever, whatever you want to know, just let me know. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Go, go ahead, go ahead. Got some oh no, nah, man, I'm you know I I don't even know what to say right now, man. I'm just I'm just happy to be here, man. I'm just gonna say that I'm happy to so, be here. Where you see yourself in like five years? Honestly, um, to be real, uh, I got this. I'm gonna just give this big gem out, you know, to everybody, including y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's this investment opportunity that's coming up. Um. And yeah, it could be a life changer for like a lot of people, you know. Um, basically, like I don't know if you guys know, but like um, are y'all familiar with like cryptocurrency? Mm-hmm. So like they're restructuring the whole entire financial system right now. Well, they've been doing it's actually done. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they've done is they've changed the way that central banks mm-hmm. send money to central banks mm-hmm. or like big transactions happen in the world. So what they did was they took, cause you know I don't know if you know what like. Cryptocurrency is technology. Like these companies are, these are projects. They're not just coins that are like, you know, money. So like um, what they did was they, uh, you heard of Swift before? You know what Swift is? Mm-hmm. Swift is basically like the international like way that they're like exchanging money right now. So Swift partnered up with, I'm not going like, I don't know all the technicals, but um, essentially they created this new technology and it's going live in the Eurozone. Um, November 21st, right? So with the cryptocurrencies that they used, um, it pretty much allows for them to send money to each other instantly, mm-hmm. right? Instead of like mm-hmm. a four or five day time frame, yeah. it's like allowing instant payments for like, imagine a billion dollars, like, and verified, you know, instead of like, uh, what's it called KYP, uh, verification and all that stuff, it sends it straight through, mm-hmm. right? So on November 21st, that goes live. So through my research, um, you guys know what stable coins are? Yeah. So like I learned that um this coin, one of the coins that they're using to like that handles large uh, volume of transactions is called XRP or Ripple. Mm-hmm. Right. Right now they're under a lawsuit. They've been in a, I mean it's a lawsuit. They've been on lawsuit since 2020. Mm-hmm. Right. Which automatically raised a red flag when they did it for me. Um, and I was like, that that's too big of a coin to like be under a lawsuit like that. So I'm like, they're gonna mm-hmm. do something with like they're gonna try to like blow that coin up some type of way. Mm-hmm. So I'm paying attention to it. And basically um, with XRP it allows them to do like high volume transactions just like that. So we found out it's a st- like classified that and XLM are classified by the government as stable coins. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what a stable coin is, that means that this coin is a set price that doesn't change. Like mm-hmm. USDT or USDC, that means that the price will not change. So what we learned is that, you know, imagine... If like right now the XRP is forty eight cent, mm-hmm. right? So if they're sending billions of dollars from you know country to country, then they're using XRP to execute that. Mm-hmm. That means that XRP's price would have to be really high, right? Because mm-hmm. why would you like if you're sending a hundred million dollars and XRP is fifty cent? Mm-hmm. That means you got to send two hundred you know um, million XRPs. Mm-hmm. So they would need to make the price really high to make less, to make the transactions make more sense, mm-hmm. right? So basically, on November 21st, this is going live, right? And we learned that the price has to be really high of XRP, right? And it's a stable coin, which means it's going to be a set price, right? So nobody knows what the price is going to go to, right? But basically, mm-hmm. on November 21st, it's a possibility that this price could jump from whatever we could be modest and say $500, okay. right? $1,000, we could be modest, Right, but I personally think it's gonna go a lot higher than that. You know what I'm saying? So, not to get anybody overexcited, um, this is not financial advice or anything like that. <laughs> and this is uh, just an example, uh, so people that don't know about mm-hmm. cryptocurrency can know. Um, right now, a thousand XRPs would be around five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Right? If you had a thousand XRPs mm-hmm. and price went to a thousand dollars, how much would those XRPs be worth? Dang, what's that? Five million, I think. <laughs> one million. Oh, one million. Okay, I, man, I right. now, you know, these numbers sound outrageous, and most people probably won't believe them. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee that you'll see that there's people 
for new billionaires walking around. I guarantee it, you're going to see new billionaires. Like, and have you heard about this? Nah. Exactly. Nah. That makes it make more sense, right? I heard about it today because I was like, you heard about it. If you heard about this before, then it would be cap. If you heard about it, it would be cap. And also, there's a lawsuit on XRP. So how do you buy XRP? You can go to Coinbase, right? Or no. Can't buy it on Coinbase. Go to crypto.com, right? Nope. Can't get it on there. You can't get it on no US exchange. So you got to find a way to buy it. Mm -hmm. Right? So on top of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care if you... If I heard somebody say that, I don't care. I'm putting at least $500 in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to give that gem out just because I know, like... And, you know, it's no guarantee that it's going to explode on the 21st, but it is a guarantee that it is going to explode eventually. You know what I'm saying? But um, Eurozone is going live November 21st. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that study XRP might not even know that because, like, you have to literally do crazy research. You have to go through patents. You have to go through, like, uh, press release. And mind you, they released the uh, document that said it was going live by force, guarantee on November 21st. Because there's been a lot of talk about delays to, like, 23, 25. This, pa this paperwork was released in April of this year. Mm -hmm. 104 pages of this document. And on top of that, so if it's 104 pages and every word has to be precise, they've been working on it for years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they knew about this. That means they know the price of XRP. They know what it's going to be set to. And of course, they're, they, I think the lawsuit is like a, to, to keep people from being mm -hmm. in XRP. Because what would, what would the world look like if everybody even had $500 XRP and the next thing you know, it just blew up? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then right before they start talking about delays. Mm -hmm. So do make do because people people known about this for like some years. So like, imagine you holding your, all your savings in your account and mm -hmm. you just like barely paying your rent, and then you like 2023, 2025. <sighs> Let me just take this out. Mm -hmm. So now I know, but I'm a big time. You know, I'm uh, I'm very into investing. So I know they try to. It's called manipulation in the market. Mm -hmm. So before a big move happens, they try to make everybody sell. Right, they like in trading, mm -hmm. they make the market go down before it goes up. So everybody tries to put in sell order, sell order is about to sell, and then they buy it. Mm -hmm. It's called manipulation. So that's all it is. It's news. Mm -hmm. Feel me? They put out the news saying it's gonna mm -hmm. be 2025, 2023. Yeah. And then I said, Oh, that's what made me know that it was gonna be November. Cause everybody been talking about November for the last November 22 for the last few years. Mm -hmm. So now I'm not gonna lie, like, yeah, like that, that right there, you know. With the money that I got, if I had money in it, then, you know, I know that, you know, mm -hmm. um, things could be different very soon. Um, and I'll tell you even, like, how we plan on utilizing that because one of the big things that people will probably do and mess up, because it's probably people here that didn't even know they about to go check. Oh, damn, I got XRP right now. I forgot mm -hmm. I had it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Number one, take it off any, if it's on crypto, take it off of any U.S.-based platform, Put a, get it on a ledger. And then on, uh, then after that, you want to make sure that when it explodes, you don't sell it. Because one thing they don't know is these are called ISO uh, 20022 coins, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a, actually not just XRP. It's a few coins, mm -hmm. right? And you do your own research on that. But um, these coins are now backed by real assets, gold, silver, and probably a bunch of other precious metals and stuff. So now XRP, believe it or not, is going to be probably the most valuable asset that um in the world and banks mm -hmm. are gonna and they've already created it they created they're created they've created infrastructure where you can now put your money in the bank let's just say you make a million dollars put your money in the bank and they'll pay you like maybe up to for example maybe 15 percent um equity mm -hmm. or um not equity what is it uh staking so basically like a in comparison to a stock a dividend mm -hmm. so now imagine the person that makes a million dollars right they put their money in into the bank and they stake it and now they have a residual income for life as long as their money's sitting in the bank. And a lot of these companies, they have, well, I'll give you one. I'll give you a gem. PolySign is one of the companies, right, that does this. So now you can, they're called, um, what's it called? Um, anyways, they hold the crypto. They have lending companies mm -hmm. and they have staking companies that are vertically aligned in their organization. So now you can, let's just say I got that million dollars in the most valuable asset and now I can go to them and say, um, let's just say I'm trying to start my real estate portfolio. I'm going to go ahead and lend against that money and go get a million dollars. Not only that, but I have, with a million dollars, you would have like $10,000 in cash flow coming in every month mm. and, uh, you know, residual income. And now I'm using that to pay on my 
you know, whatever I uh, loan for for my real estate investment, my mm-hmm. barbershop, my whatever I'm, you know, lending for. So that's the plan I'm looking forward to. And that's how I'm planning on like scaling my other businesses and stuff like that. But, you know, we'll see what happens if it's now or later. All right. All right. Oh. Yeah, we don't have to look that up. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to tell y'all that regardless mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So okay. I wanted to make, I didn't know I was going to go that in depth, but, you know, we can, um, we can look into it now. I'll just because it's it's plenty mm-hmm. of evidence. I can um I can send y'all down the rabbit hole, you mm-hmm. know. And then for anybody that's viewing, they'll they'll probably have some time to. You got it's gonna be you know a lot of research, but yeah. you got anything else coming up you want to tell the people about? Nah, just um, you know, tapping with me on social media at Real Chef Homes, and then you know when we do the grand opening mm-hmm. around December uh second week of December, then you know everybody can see. You know what we got going on. You say the name of the place. Recess. No. It's called Recess. Recess. Call okay. Recess. Okay. Cool. We'll so you could think of a, a playground, but like ten x. Okay. Okay. Just as a as a comparison, but you know. So like we, we could like skip the line. We we'll like we know the owner. <laughs> yeah, just come to the front. Walk in. Feel me? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Let me. I'm gonna ask you these questions. It's like an either or, and then when we done. All right. For sure. All right. Um. Uh, rental property, Airbnb. Um, I in the beginning I would have said Airbnb uh, in the past. I will say Airbnb if I own the property. Oh, you own the property? Okay. Because I feel like equity is everything, and then like what I learned, like you know, equity is paying. Any way to pay off my equity is somebody else is doing it. I'm cool with it. I would prefer Airbnb over rental if I own the property. Uh, stocks or crypto. I think that the stock market is going to fail forever, honestly. I don't think it's going to ever recover in the long oh, for run. for real? That's how you feel? Um, only because the, it's based off the dollar. And the dollar is is about to... I don't think the dollar is ever going to... So you know about like empires, right? Mm-hmm. You got the Roman Empire. You got mm-hmm. <laughs> the Ottoman Empire. And now you have the American Empire. Mm-hmm. And the American Empire is coming to an end. Anytime a country starts to debase their currency, like if you pull a nickel out your pocket and you see on the edge is copper, every single time a country has done that, their their empire has ended shortly after. So I, I truly, I think we're at the end of the. Honestly, that's what the new that's what the new world order is, and people think that's like a scary thing. It's not. That just means that America goes from number one, and it's a different order. It's supposed to be China next, but I don't know because it's different right now. The way the mm. it's the whole world crashing, mm-hmm. so I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna be real, with you. Mm-hmm. but that's what XRP could literally save the day. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like with not even XRP, the system that they've created mm-hmm. literally will actually save the day because now um, that goes back to a a, a a currency that's backed by assets. Mm-hmm. Okay, sound you know like XRP saying? is gonna be global. Yeah, no, it's the global currency. Because that's so, what they're they trying to do, have, right? They already have them. So, like, the mm-hmm. euro already has theirs. It's mm-hmm. not going to be like, XRP is not going to be like, you're not going to go spend XRP. Like, that's mm-hmm. like going to the store with a block of gold. You know okay. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be spending. XRP is just like, it's like, right now, silver is used in all of, like, the new technology to create, like, the electric cars and mm-hmm. the, the um what's it called, solar panels and stuff like that. So, like, that's another good investment because that's, what people don't realize is silver probably going to end up, we're probably going to run out of silver because every a car is going to be electric. All these things are going to happen. So mm-hmm. silver is like, it's like dirt cheap right now. Mm-hmm. That, if you don't, if you don't trust crypto, go get some silver, like some physical silver, not, no, like, what's it called? Bars, yeah, I don't know what it's called, but like, yeah, get silver. Like you can get coins, bars, whatever. Just get some silver. That's going to be one of those. Like, just don't keep your cash. Like you got a bunch of money in your savings account. That's probably the worst thing you could do is have a bunch of cash in your savings account. Like, think about it. Like, that same silver coin that you had, you know what I'm saying, 50 cent, right? Mm -hmm. To go get gas years ago when a gallon was 50 cent, you could take that same amount of silver and get a gallon of gas now. Mm -hmm. So what does that tell you about the dollar? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Crypto or NFTs? Um. I would say uh, crypto. Crypto. Um, I like NFTs though. NFTs are. Um, yeah. Know, right. Yeah, it's going more useful than like flipping them. But yeah. Uh, money or equity? Um, 
if you're talking about fiat currency, obviously I'm talking about equity, of course. Equity all day. Equity. All right. Um, two million followers or rental property? I'm, I'm going to have to go with two million followers because I already have 100 and whatever followers and I get a lot of brand deals already. So I know I'm saying brand deals mm -hmm. pay me way more. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, like, you know, percentage of those followers, you get them to buy your stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and then you could buy all type of rental property yeah. with that money. <laughs> with that one, yeah. <laughs> 850 credit score, a million dollars. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to use what I heard on the last podcast. Because <laughs> I, I, off bucks, I said 850 credit score. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, yeah, you definitely can go take your eight. Uh, you can take that million dollars, open up, or grab you a shelf corporation, mm -hmm. uh, you know, op build the credit on it, Duns and Brads, purchase everything you need to get lending. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? The 1-800 number, you need, you know, everything. And then, boom, next thing you know, now you got business credit. And what they say? Um own everything. I mean, own nothing and control everything. I never knew mm -hmm. what that meant until I understood business. Like, that means mm -hmm. don't have nothing in your name. Mm -hmm. own it. And then when they say, like, another thing, Christians, they always be like, God said you're not supposed to be in debt. I said, hmm, how can I get around that? Oh, just put it in my business name. <laughs> put it in my trust. <laughs> so now <laughs> I, I don't... at it like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm not in debt no more. You feel me? It's, not my, it's not my debt. It's my business. Yeah. Which I don't... I barely don't. It really don't even own it. My trust yeah, on it. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. So, yeah. Um, LLC or S Corp? Um, I, w I think I remember watching a little video when I seen the S Corps get individually circled. So I'm gonna mm -hmm. go with the S Corp. S -Corp. Uh, you could, I think, I believe you can um protect your assets individually in the S Corp, so you don't have to worry about if you get well, sued. Yeah, S Corp is more of a desig like a tax designation in a sense. But I mean, it all it it's encompassed all the same pretty much though. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. I would probably, mm -hmm. I guess, just go with the S corp. Uh, business credit or regular credit? Business, business credit, of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, all right. Still trying to get that. <laughs> yeah, this is, this appreciate you, man. Yeah, this, appreciate this has been fun, man. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, thank you, thank time. you, thank you. Sure.